experience. Every day you're alive is another day that you've won, you know, because it's giving you another chance to go again. And every day you've got up and tried again, you've won, you've won the day. So rather than maybe looking at the end results and the goals or what's gone wrong, whatever, just go again because you've won. Win the day, that's what I say. You survive the day, you wake up again, you've won, you're victorious. What's going on, people? Welcome to 1000 Voices, where we are on a mission to interview 1000 inspirational Black Britons. Now, today, we've got another very, very special guest in the studio. We've got Mr. Noah Laguda. How are you today, my brother? I'm doing really well. Um, thanks for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. I know it's been a long time coming, um, been able to arrange this, so I'm really glad to be here yeah, uh, with you today. So thank you very much for the, uh, for the invite. All good, all good. Happy to have you here. Oh, if you're watching you. this on YouTube, people, you'll see that Noah's come like he's dressed to talk some business. He's <laughs> <laughs> dressed to impress, literally. If you're listening, you're not yeah. going to see, but being on YouTube, you'll see. We've got Mr. Motivation, Mr. Successful, Mr. If there isn't a way, I'm going to make a way. Like, he's here right now. So, for people who don't know who you are, yeah. could you give us a brief introduction to who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. So, um, my name is Noah Laguda. And I am a CEO of two companies. Uh, one of them is uh, the Noah Shaw Group, and the second one is uh, Noah Shaw Real Estate. And before that, my background was more just in uh, sales and management sales roles. And um, I took on the challenge of sort of self-employed entrepreneurship about five years ago. And ever since then, I sort of bit the bug. And um, so who am I? I'm not quite defined by you know, what I do, but essentially uh, my identity is also um, intertwined with what I do in that sense, you know, uh, because to be an entrepreneur, to be, you know, a leader, to be, you know, a director of a company, it does require a lot of different qualities and I believe you have to be built for it. So I'm just a very uh, passionate individual, uh, very driven, um, family orientated person. And, um, and I, I believe in obviously the, the the famous sort of line generational wealth in that sense so that drives me so I'm very very driven in my goals and my objectives I'm very disciplined in what I want to achieve and um, and yeah that's kind of a basic sort of description of what I do who I am and why I do it perfect thank you for that so right. before we get into your upbringing and talking a bit about more, more about your business and what you do yeah can you, can you tell us what's your why behind everything you do uh, my why behind everything I do. Uh, my why is um, driven by, you know, a passion to not settle for less. And I've always wanted to be, you know, the best at whatever it is I do. And um, and the reason why I have that sort of determination essentially is because I've just always believed that there's more, you know, um, and the top of the mountain is literally just the bottom of the other. So I just believe in climbing i believe in you know um always aiming for you know something higher something better and and that's my why so my why is kind of never ending you know because whatever it is that i have achieved or will achieve i don't think will ever be you know fulfilling because i always believe that there's still another summit to climb you know and 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 that's my why it's just you know to keep aiming for the stars you know because you you may never reach them so you just have to keep aiming that's perfect. All right. So looking back at your childhood then, yeah. can you see, do you have any experiences or is there anything within your childhood you can look at that would 
sort of um, explain, you know, that determination, where that's come from? Um, yeah, I mean, looking back at my childhood, childhood, I've always been someone who maybe didn't know who um, they were. You know, I, I did suffer a lot with sort of um, character identity issues and sort of actually understanding who I am as a person. And most importantly, what my purpose in this world, you know, uh, was uh, or is. And um, and with that, you do get sort of distracted. You know, you join the wrong crowds and you meet the wrong people and you get influenced uh, to do things that maybe, you know, your parents told you not to do. I'm sure we've all done that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, and um, I guess there's a lot of self-reflection, you know, for myself, you know, when I reach a certain age and I realize my life just wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go, you know, and, you know, my GCSE results were not great at all by any means. Um, a lot of D's and E's. Um, in college, I wasn't great either, you know, in that sense. And I just didn't really know what it is I wanted to do and who it is I wanted to be. And I believe that was because there was no sort of um, identification about who I was from a very early stage. And and I'm saying this to say that because, you know, you look in the society and you see a lot of people, um, you know, talking about the youth and things of this nature, lost generation, et cetera, et cetera. You know, but who's actually helping them or guiding them to really identify, you know, their purpose, you know, to really understand their character and their purpose in this world and what they what they're good at, you know, and what they um, what they could actually do to make an impact for their current generation. And when you get lost in your character and not know who you are, you then get influenced by other things that may seem exciting or, you know, because you, you just have no purpose. So you're easily influenced. And I guess that that, that was me, you know, and um, it, it took me, you know, a, a long time to really sort of realize what it is that I stand for, what it is that I want to achieve, and of course, what my purpose is. Can you talk a bit more about the, the character identity issue and what that was like at that period of time and also what the journey has been like for you in, in coming to understand a bit more about your own character and identity? Yeah, indeed. I mean, for me, obviously, and so it's, it's very relevant that, of course, the show is called, you know, 1000 um, Black Voices, you know, so I'm really obviously privileged as a black man to be able to obviously come after such a long journey uh, and be able to now, you know, kind of, uh, discuss my own re re revelations about things of that nature, and and I when I'm talking about char character identity, um, it, it also falls back to history. You know, you got to know a little bit more about you know where you've come from, and I feel at times when you know because I lived in Nigeria actually for some time, and um, I think you know coming over here at quite a young age, even though I was born here, um, famous story happens all the time. Mum and dad took me back to Nigeria. Then I came over here at a certain age. And then, you know, you kind of get lost within that whole transition of knowing exactly who you are, um, where you belong, and of course, what you stand for. And I feel it's important to know your roots. It's important, you know, and had I maybe stayed in, you know, Africa for a longer period, I may have been able to identify certain aspects of my character, you know, and my purpose, maybe, you know, um, because coming here, I kind of totally didn't connect with you know my purpose or who it is that I wanted to be um, so definitely I believe the history is a very important part of it mm -hmm. you know and obviously we're doing this you know podcast in Black History Month and I believe things like that you know shouldn't be based on a month there should be something that is revolving and evolving all the time where the younger generation need to know about their history you know 
um, I, I never knew, you know, that, you know, um, Africa used to have a lot of royalty, a lot of uh, wealth, a lot of prowess, you know, before slavery and before, you know, colonialism and all that kind of stuff. I never knew that, you know. So things like that, you know, helped me connect with my true worth and my true, you know, uh, purpose, you know, knowing that my ancestral lineage is of royalty, you know, and, 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 I, and, and, I, and I find that so fascinating that we don't get taught that, you know, in this day and age. And it's extremely important for the youth to really identify with their history, because if they do, I think it could really, really inspire them in terms of their future. That's amazing. So it's sort of like you've gone on a journey, learning more about your history, going back to Nigeria has probably played a role in, in all of that, yeah. but learning more about history and then coming more sort of comfortable and developing that sense of identity. Yes. And then from there, that's empowered you to be as, motivated and ambitious as you are yeah. right now today. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I mean, look, we all go through the different things in our life, yeah? And what I would say is when you suffer setbacks in life, you know, you're going to determine the outcome, you know? So you can use that setback either as a motivation to, you know, achieve great things, or you could use that setback and be demotivated and then you end up homeless or you end up in jail or you end up on drugs or, you, you know, whatever it is. So for me, I looked at setback as a defining moment um, that if I um, if I use this setback as a motivation, you know, to um, step up, then I would never, ever need to ever look at a setback as anything that I, I, I should worry about. But if I use this setback as something to demotivate me, then that puts me in a different c uh, category where my life now will be driven by setbacks and they'll crumble me and essentially, um, you know, it'll be a life not worth lived. So I feel, um, you know, that understanding how to motivate yourself when you suffer a setback is a key defining moment in your life because once you crack, once you crack, you know, that code of being able to motivate yourself, being able to drive yourself in the midst of setbacks, I think that's what changes you to a different animal. That's quite interesting. There's a great book. What's the book? The book is called Failing Forward. That's it. Failing Forward. You know I've heard of that book. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. John C. Maxwell. So yes, I've read, indeed. I've read most of it anyways. And yeah. it's, it's really good, actually. Yeah. Um, it talks pretty pretty much about what you're talking about right now. Indeed. Every single person in this whole wide world, yeah. especially if you're embarking on some kind of an entrepreneurial endeavor, yeah. you're going to experience some level, some setback, some failure at some point. Indeed. If you don't, it means you're probably not pushing yourself. You're just yeah. in that comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but then what sets apart the very successful people from the not as successful people is the ones who fail. Yes, indeed. Get back up. I agree. They experience some setbacks and then they use that. They take whatever lesson they can take from that. Indeed. And then get back up and then move forward. I know? agree. Every totally single agree. successful person in this world has failed a number of times. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. A number indeed. of times. Indeed, indeed, you know? indeed. Um, they just I mean, you know, you've got Walt Disney who failed, mm. you know, multiple times. You have the um, KFC um, the, the man who started that, who failed mm. multiple times. And the list goes on and on and on, you know, uh, of very famous entrepreneurs, you know, who, you know, products that we use, who we buy, you know, the, there's the, the founder of Starbucks, he failed hundreds of times before he was taken seriously, you know, and, and many, many other inspirational stories. And I find those things really fascinating, you know, that they've used these multiple setbacks in order to create legacy and generational things that, we today here are still, you know, utilizing and using, just like the light bulb, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, the 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 gentleman who invented uh, the light bulbs, I think he failed about a thousand times. Yeah. And then got it right that thousand and one time. But if not for him failing a thousand times, we wouldn't have all these light bulbs and things that we have around us today, you know, where we're driven by light. It'll probably be the same thing with electricity, probably the same thing with the mobile phones that we use, the same things with TVs and cars. Someone had to fail in order for us to have these things that we have today to drive society forward. So we have to embrace failure. We have to fail forward. Yeah, yeah for real, definitely. Yeah, we'd be sitting here with candles otherwise. We'll be sitting here with candles. Yeah, <laughs> We'll be sitting here with candles. Yeah. Indeed, so indeed. We're gonna, I'm going to yeah. fast forward a little bit, actually. Go for um, it. Just on this topic of failure and setback. Yeah. In your own either career or entrepreneurial journey, have you had any major failure or setback? And how have you, what was, what happened there? And how have you overcome that? Yeah, I mean, look, I've, I've definitely experienced my own fair shares of failures my own uh, fair shares of um, of setbacks, and um, you know when 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 things don't go the way you want them to go, it can be very frustrating. And what we find, especially as a leader in leadership, is that you know people that you're carrying along with you do not always um, have the same drive that you have, and it can be very frustrating because they do not understand why you're so passionate and why you're so driven. So you can come across as a very ruthless leader. And what I would say is that I'm not necessarily a ruthless leader. I'm just very ruthless about the goals and the objectives that I want to achieve. And uh, if that makes me a ruthless leader, then so be it. But, you know, at the end of the day, I believe in total success. And that comes at a price. And, um, and when people don't get that, it can be quite disappointing, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, how did I overcome setbacks and failures? Keep going. You know, my famous line or cliche word is just never give up because when you give up, then you've actually ultimately failed, you know, and I do obviously give a lot of motivational talks and different things of that nature. And what I always say is this, every day you're alive is another day that you've won, you know, because it's giving you another chance to go again. And every day you've got up and tried again, you've won, you've won the day. So rather than maybe looking at the end results and the goals or what's gone wrong, whatever, just go again because you've won. Win the day. That's what I say. You survive the day, you wake up again, you've won. You're victorious. You got the medal. Keep going. You know, and, and that's that's it for me. You know, whatever setback I've faced before, I'll just keep going. No matter how difficult it's been, because it can be really difficult, business, life, entrepreneurship, even personal life. It can be all difficult. It really can. Keep going. Because in that um, attitude, you, along the way, you'll find a way to actually enjoy those difficulties. You know, you wake up for the challenge because, you know, when you've actually uh, achieved something monumental, it's just like a pit stop. You know, it's like going to the petrol tank and filling up the tank. You still got to go again, you know. So you got to learn to almost embrace the failures um, and find a way to enjoy them because the more you fail, the more you're winning. Mm -hmm. Did you grow up, when you was growing up, did you have, did you grow up around people that were motivated like that? Like, did you get that sort of sense of motivation and ambition from family, from friends, the environment you're in or anything like that? No. Um, what was the environment like? I mean, the environment growing up was, um, you know, I grew up in East London and, um, you know, at a time when there was a lot of kind of, um, you know, disorder, with, you know, with the youths and things and stuff going on. And um, you get caught up in some of that as well, you know. And, um, and you find around you that there isn't really much inspiration and uh, or motivation or mentors, you know, to actually help you at a young age 
to um you know um to actually see that there's more to this you know but i've always been inspired by my dad you know and um you know he's a medical doctor you know and he went to russia to study medicine for seven years learned the language all that kind of stuff and he's a very successful doctor and that was always inspirational to me you know that you left what you knew to go where you didn't know um to achieve what you wanted to achieve and you did it you know my mom has also been you know very inspirational to me um she also left where she was in zimbabwe to um come to the uk to study nursing and stuff like that and she was able to achieve it you know and do extremely well in also the healthcare sector then she also moved into politics and you know received an mbe from the queen and all that kind of stuff so my parents definitely were people that i learned to inspire by what they achieved but when i was young i didn't quite take it in you know because they did work quite a lot of hours they did do a lot of things and it was difficult for me to actually understand what they were doing it for and they were doing it for me they were doing it for us for my siblings um so i should have seen that as an inspirational thing but i just maybe didn't have the um mindset as it were in those early formative years uh to be able to understand how actually inspirational that my parents were mm. all right let's uh move on a bit so let's talk on your first of all your corporate career yeah so i had a little bit of a look like on your linkedin and whatnot you know before we um, linked up here today yeah and it looks like you were quite successful quite quickly it looked like you got quite a few promotions you know quite very early on yes indeed what would you attribute that to uh desire and hunger um i remember when i first started my first telesales role um back in 2010 and um in the uh for i knew nothing about sales absolutely nothing about telesales about you know cold calling and all that kind of stuff i knew absolutely nothing um but you know i was determined because at that time i was actually um job seeking i was you know um you know used to line up at the job center for the weekly or a monthly allowance then i stumbled across this role by grace and um what it was i remember even in the first couple of weeks in the role i was struggling to adapt to this sales telesales whatever then one of the um, managers in there put his arm around me and said look you got a lot of potential you know stop getting frustrated you can actually do this you know and i made him realize that the frustration i was feeling was because now that i started work the job center is saying they're not going to give me my benefits you know and i don't actually have any money to travel into work and stuff of that nature and it was a quite a critical time for me he said look you keep working hard you keep doing what you're doing you keep learning and focusing and i'm telling you in a month's time you're never going to need to sign on and that was very important for me because i took that advice and i did what he said and i just started to excel you know i just started to excel and and they noticed you know that there was a flair for it uh for me and um you know i used to get you know extra support and extra training and all this kind of stuff and extra mentorship which was really good because they could see how badly i really wanted it you know so two months into that everything was going really well um i went for um an in-house uh promotional interview to become a team leader of um the part-timers about 60 of them at the time remember this is two months in i don't nothing about sales nothing about leadership management all that stuff and i don't know i i you know i was graceful you know you know enough to get that uh, promotion and i'd say that really was the first time that i knew that you know my career has taken off you know when i when i got that responsibility and i just thrived in that role i really did you know and um 
yeah, and, and, and I just started improving my skill set, improving my skill set as much as possible. And then kind of in that role, the rest was kind of history. I just kept getting better and better and better and better and better. And, and I just became better at teaching, coaching, leading, managing, showing others how to do it, creating new techniques, um, writing new scripts for the team to use, writing new pitches and all this kind of stuff. And, and just, you know, doing amazing stuff that um, I never thought was possible. You know, and I was there for about, um, you know, um, almost seven years in that role. Really fortunate, you know, um, bought my first house because of that role and many other things, you know, I was able to achieve because of that role. And um, when I reached a point in that role, I was on about, you know, 80K a year plus and, um, and it wasn't enough, you know. I was comfortable, very comfortable, good role, knew what I was doing, you know, very well respected and treated, but, it wasn't enough. I reached a point, 80K a year wasn't enough. You know, and that's when I made the decision that I need to leave and go and, in a way, start doing my own thing. Do you have a, like a self-development routine or practice that you follow? Yeah, I mean, look, I listen to a lot of motivational videos. I really do. And inspirational speakers, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of them before, the likes of, you know, um, Les Brown, you know, Tony Robbins, Eric Thomas the Myron Goldens of this world and, and many others as well that I listen to from time to time. Um, but I also do a lot of inner thought, you know, I, you know, cause it's good for others to motivate you, but you need to be able to motivate yourself, you know? So I'm always encouraging myself. I'm always thinking positive, you know, no matter whatever the situation is, I'm always looking for a solution. There must be a way we can solve this. And it's having that mindset for me where I don't necessarily need to have a, a routine to stay motivated. I'm just constantly motivated. Sometimes it, it irritates the people that I work with because it's, it's just everything you're saying is always positive. Come on, can you not see the negative? I don't allow myself to be conditioned by the negative. You know, I'm always conditioned by the positive. And that's what for me attracts, you know, um, good things. All right, let's talk uh, entrepreneurship. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned at the start, you've got the real estate side and you've got the group. Correct. In general, and the group yes, handles, indeed. I'm guessing, the other finance, like insurance or whatnot. Yes, indeed. Um, can you speak a bit about, just first of all, a bit more into what the group, well, actually both sides, the property, the real estate side and the group, what things you, you and the team do, um, and what the realities were like when you're actually trying to set the business up. How did how did that go? How did that work? Yeah, brilliant. So when I left the sales role I was in for seven years, um, you know, very grateful for the position. Um, so I realized that for what I was earning at that time, it was going to be very difficult for me to walk into another job and start off with 80K a year, you know, especially if there's no experience or in that particular field or whatever. So for me, I looked at what I can do uh, in order to kind of on par, you know, earn what I was earning or or more, which is what I wanted to do. Um, so I stumbled across the um, insurance industry again by grace, and um, you know the life insurance and all that kind of stuff, critical illness and income protection industry. And I was fascinated by the products because I had them myself. Because by then, obviously, I had a mortgage and all that kind of stuff and a family. So I had those products, and but I was fascinated by them because I knew the importance. Um, but I was also fascinated by what I could earn by selling those products. Um, the challenge obviously was I had to find my own clientele. I was self-employed to so no structure, no essential office you have to report to, all that kind of stuff. You're literally on your own. And then I think that's where the, the mindset I had was really fitted for that 
because I was always disciplined and I've always believed in discipline, very important. I don't play with time, um, I tend not to. And I also, um, I don't play with my goals. So if you set me a task and I know what it is I'm gonna do, you, you bet yourself I'm gonna get it done. So I feel that that role was actually tailor-made for me. You know, so I got into it and um, I had to kind of utilize existing networks. I had to learn on, you know, I would say what it would take to become an entrepreneur, you know, because you're having to source your own clientele, do your own marketing, you know, um, package yourself, brand yourself. So then I started using social media and all that kind of stuff. Before I never really used to do all that. So I had to learn how to get myself out there. So I really see that particular role because um, it was more of a entrepreneurial role than an entrepreneur in the sense that you were, I was involved within a company just on a self-employed basis. And what I found um, within that role is that you know, I was able to actually teach a lot of people, you know, like yourself, the importance of having insurance, you know, and a lot of our people, you know, we're talking obviously here, a thousand black voices, a lot of our, our, our people in terms of African or Caribbean descent uh, are not familiar with things like life insurance, critical illness, income protection. So I found myself as being somewhat, not really a salesman, but more of an educator, you know, because, you know, people of other races have been using insurance as a generational um, wealth vehicle for thousands of years. Well, yeah, they have, in fact. And so this was my challenge. And I really rose to it because I was able to, you know, eloquently communicate the importance of having these products to a mass amount of people. And what took it to the next level for me in terms of within that infrastructure, being able to rise from, you know, a team leader to a manager, to a senior manager, to eventually a regional director, was being able to not only recruit a lot of people to join the bandwagon, to come in on board and let's spread the message to the masses, but then I was able to also use some of this leadership skills that I'd learned in the previous role and apply them to this, you know, leadership sales, um, motivational confidence, you know, um, of course, you know, we'd have a group chat and all that kind of stuff, being able to drop motivational videos in there. And I was also fortunate to have a very good uh, mentor, you know, who had done really well in that industry that was able to kind of take me along. But I understood I had to follow you know, his instructions, I had to follow his guide. And of course, my goal was to emulate him and to, of course, um, you know, achieve the things that he had achieved. And I was fortunate to be able to do that in just two years within that industry. All right, let's talk leadership. So you've, you've been, you've worked as, uh, you've managed different teams in your previous role before um, working where you were, before starting your own business. And yeah. now you've started your own business. You've got a team you work with now. Yeah. Got someone in the studio right now, in fact. Yeah. Um, so let's talk leadership, actually. What's your, what's your leadership style? My leadership style. Yeah. My leadership style is very um, is very straightforward, because you know what you're gonna get with me. You know, if I'm leading you, and this is our objective, I'm gonna pull you all the way through. And the thing about it is, I'm not someone that's gonna push you. I'm gonna pull you. And what I found is a lot of people don't like being pulled; they prefer to be pushed, because maybe it's easier to be pushed than it actually is to be pulled. So I'm gonna pull you into the direction of where it is that we, we are going, you know, because by pushing you, I don't feel that you actually understand what it is that we're doing or what we're trying to do. So as a leader, I'm pulling you along with me. And, and as I'm a leader that sets by example, you know, if I'm gonna tell you to do something, it's because I, I can do it, you know, or I've done it, you know, so I'm never gonna set a bar very high that I can't achieve, you know. So, and I guess also that can scare a lot of people, you know, no one can do it, but I can't. No, but I'm only saying you can do it because I believe in you. 
And I want to stretch you as a leader. I want to push you to a limit that you've never, ever been pushed to before as a leader. You know, and that can come across at times as being, you know, aggressive motivation. That can come across as being super assertive. But if I'm going to get you to break records, if I'm going to get you to achieve things that have never been done in particular industries, it's going to require a, a, a positive resistance, you know, against the things that may stop you from actually achieving those things. So uh, my leadership style is, um, you know, extremely brutal when it comes to hitting targets, extremely brutal when it comes to hitting objectives, extremely brutal when it comes to uh, doing the things that we said that we're going to do long after when we said it. You know, it's all well and good. We sit in a board meeting or whatever it is, and we, we, we say, yeah, this is what we're going to do, we're going to do. And then after the meeting, you, you know, no one's doing it, you know. So I make sure we do what's got to be done, you know, and, and that scares a lot of people in this day and age. You know, they don't want to be told the hard truths. I'm going to tell the hard truth, you know, because I tell myself the hard truths every single day. Because if I don't, then I'm not really a leader. Or what version of a leader am I? You know, and if I'm going to be a leader that essentially changes things, um, that requires for me to be able to maybe change the people some way so that I'm leading. It sounds like it's a very sort of disciplined leader, in a sense, where you're mo you motivate, you pull people along, but at the same time, you're disciplined when it comes to targets and expectation 100%. as well of people. Um, and you sound quite disciplined yourself as well. You know, um, that's the vibe I get for speaking with you and you talking in your journey. Would you say you're a disciplined person, and have you always have you developed that discipline? I should say. Yeah, um, yeah, I believe I'm a disciplined person. Discipline is for me a fundamental of leadership and also fundamental of success. And, um, and whatever it is you're gonna do. Because right now, I'm very disciplined because I wanna grow the Noah Shaw Group. I wanna grow the Noah Shaw Real Estate Group. You know, I really wanna grow these companies. And in order for me to do that, it requires extreme discipline towards these targets. So if you're saying you wanna lose weight and that's your goal, I expect you to be really disciplined in regards to the way you eat. I expect you to be disciplined about how many times you work out. I expect you to be disciplined about, you know, what it is you're trying to achieve. And it's not just about losing weight. It could be whatever it is that you're trying to achieve. You know, you, you may not be disciplined in everything. I'm not disciplined in everything. But with what it is that I've set my heart to do, of that, I'm disciplined. And what it is that has made me that way is just this relentless desire to... to never ever you know go back to where i was before you know where i'm on job seekers allowance or you know i don't have money to travel or things of that nature that relentless desire so i'm not saying that i do it for money because you know we, you money comes and money money goes but i'm doing it for impact i'm doing it for generational wealth i'm doing it so that my children and their children and their children never ever have to go through life you know on job seekers allowance, on benefits, on all this kind of stuff. So that relentless desire that I have is what's made me disciplined in regards to entrepreneurship. So whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, your discipline should be in relation to how badly you want that thing. Because if you just want to lose weight for losing weight's sake, then you're not going to be that disciplined. But you guess what? If it's a health reason, you will see someone actually now take that weight loss even more seriously mm -hmm. because there's something now attached to it that's deeper than themselves. Yeah. Yeah, 
All right. Um, what have you learned about running a business that you didn't know about beforehand from reading books or from talking to other people? Yeah, brilliant. Um, being self-employed, I feel, is a great thing for anybody who wants to run a business. You know, um, even things like network marketing, even though I'm not really an advocate of those things anymore, but they were a good way for me to learn what, you know, what, is, what it takes, you know, before setting up a limited company and going through all of those things. You know, um, I feel they're a good way to dip your toe in to see if it's really for you. Because um, I did a lot of those things. And, and of course, when I got into insurance, it really kind of showed me that, you know, I know how to lead, but now I need to become an entrepreneur. And that's when I founded, of course, uh, the Noah Shaw Group. And what we do at Noah Shaw, we specialize in uh, many different things. Of course, we've got the real estate division, but we also do have a division uh, that focuses on recruitment, a division that focuses still on insurance, a division that focuses on um, helping people also get finance for different uh, projects and things of that nature, business loans, that kind of stuff. We also do uh, focus on luxury assets and providing those services. And we also do focus on corporate training. So sales training, uh, motivational workshops, leadership coaching, that sort of stuff. So the group kind of amalgamates all of those services. And for me, what it took to become an entrepreneur is I got to have ideas. You know, you cannot be an entrepreneur if you don't have ideas to drive things forward. You know, there's nothing worse than a stagnant leader. You know, so I'm someone that's always believed in, you know, in ideas. You know, I brainstorm, you know, on a daily basis, ideas, ideas, ideas. Always thinking of how we can make it better, how we can improve, you know. And um, and the good thing for us is focusing on um, ourselves now as a group um, in terms of the Noah Shore group. We've now been able to branch out with the Noah Shore real estate which is now specifically catered to uh, property needs. So buying and selling properties for people, um, the um, acquisition of development sites for land, uh, for buildings and things of that nature, sourcing property for people, doing renovations, conversions, all that kind of stuff, helping people make money through property. Um, so that's been fully branched out as a limited company. We've got the website, everything for that done. Now, once that's all ticking along and going well, within the group, we'll probably break out maybe the recruitment aspect of it, where we'll focus solely on that, and then we'll branch that out, and then the insurance, and then all the other things. So the group in itself will have all these different subsidiaries, you know, that are actually working on their own entities, but still obviously, you know, maintained and owned by the initial group. And how does it, how do you, how do, you do that? Um, how you do that, it takes years to understand entrepreneurship. It takes years to understand um, leadership because all these things first and foremost start from within you know and so I had to really search within to understand what it is that I wanted to achieve and by knowing that is why I've had the vision that I have to be able to supply these different services to the community and to the to the world as a as a whole all right so it seems like you've been working hard for a long period of time yes like even now you're going on a viewing after this podcast recording yeah what do you do if you do anything for downtime uh, for downtime, um, yeah, I mean, look, you know, I enjoy spending time with my family um, for downtime, and I also do, you know, enjoy watching certain shows. So, for example, you know, I'm really into real estate at the moment, you know, as we're obviously really pushing that aspect of the company. So I like watching a lot of real estate shows, um, you know, that I find those things very inspirational, you know, and um, I also like, um, you know, uh, listening to motivational things and, you know, just checking in, things like that. And, and my downtime is uh, kind of spent sometimes just unwinding the mind. You know, you unwind the mind, 
to let it kind of um, wind itself back up so it gears back up to have more ideas and more things. And sometimes the downtime is needed just to kind of separate yourself away from the noise, you know, because as a leader, you're going to get criticized, you know, and I've had my fair share of criticism, you know, people throwing a lot of things, you know, uh, about me um, just because of my leadership style or what it is I'm trying to do. You're going to get it. You're going to get criticized. So for me, um, having the downtime just allows me to separate myself away from all that noise and just focus back within, recharge and come again even stronger. But um, for me, I don't really see the downtime yet because the downtime will come, but I believe that, you know, uh, my time isn't down yet. So I need to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. No matter how difficult it may seem, but that's what we have to do as entrepreneurs. You know, you look at these billionaires, trillionaires, whatever, you wanna emulate them, but that's gonna require a lot of hard work, relentless. And the hard work doesn't have to be even physical, it's mental, you know, because you're always going at it, going for it, you know. And I said, it's this relentless desire to not quit, this relentless desire to not give up. And, um, and if you switch off, that could be your downfall, you know. So as much as, yeah, I do enjoy the downtime, I stay switched on. You know, clients can call me at any time, whether it's weekends, whether it's late at night. I'm always available to help, always available to assist um, because my time isn't down yet. And what's the goal with the North Shore Group? Uh, well, the North Shore Group, our goal was to be, you know, one of the biggest, you know, uh, companies in the world, you know, we're looking at a global scale, you know, and um, one step at a time, as I said, every kind of uh, uh, a summit or every mountain you climb is just the bottom of another. So essentially, um, we've got a lot of climbing to do. We've got a lot of ground to make up, but we know what we want to do. We know what we want to achieve. We know what we want to create. And I believe that it, that is, um, you know, to be a company that really impacts society, you know, providing great services to the people but also providing great jobs and great, you know, um, aspects of financial revenue that can also maybe also give back to, um, you know, different causes and things of that nature. And I see us really being impactful. You know, at the moment we sponsor a football team and uh, under 15 team. And I find that really good, you know, that we're able to, you know, um, as a black owner, you know, be involved in the community. And we're going to do a lot more of that stuff as we grow and as we rise. And, um, and as we provide even more um, services uh, to the community. All right, great. So what are you grateful for and why? What am I grateful for? I'm grateful to be alive. You know, I'm grateful to be here right now having this conversation with you. I'm grateful for anybody who will hear this and be inspired by it. And I'm grateful to be in a position um, that I can dictate, you know, my destiny. You know, and, and I feel that's what the benefit of being an entrepreneur is, that you're gifted with the ability to be able to dictate your destiny in society. And I'm grateful for that. You know, I'm grateful for the challenges because they've made me who I am today. You know, I'm grateful for my family, grateful for my parents for giving birth to me. You know, without them having that moment, I wouldn't be here today. Mm -hmm. So I'm really grateful, you know, uh, for the people that I work with, people that support me you know, uh, my business partners. I'm really grateful for the people that, you know, um, that doubt me um, because their, their doubt has only fueled a, a, an ambition and a drive in me to be even better than I was. And I learn a lot from criticism. I do, I may not say it, but I learn a lot from it, you know, because I'm thinking, how can I be better? Not, not how can I not be criticized, but how can I be better? You know, and um, 
yeah, I'm 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 grateful uh, for for life. I really am. You know. All right, perfect. So as we prepare to wrap up, final question for you. Yeah. What does the next chapter in your own story look like? Uh, the next chapter in uh, my own story um, essentially is, um, you know, I've always believed that my journey was almost similar to Noah in the Bible, where, you know, he um, had this task to build an ark and nobody believed in him, you know, and um, they called him a madman, you know, a lot of different things were said about him as he was building this big, great big ark in dry land. You know, he heard a voice from God who told him that a, a flood was coming that was going to wipe out a whole generation, you know. But Noah, Noah listened and, um, and he kept building and he kept going. Even when there was no rain, you know, even when I'm sure it was difficult doing it all on his own, maybe on his family and people, close people supported him, but everybody else didn't, you know. So um, I believe I'm in that building season. Um, I'm still building the ark. We are still building the ark. And I believe that when, um, when the ark is fully built and then the flood comes and then we survive it, I think only then will people be able to understand um, my journey and the journey of North Shore. Perfect. All right. That's that. Thank you very much for coming You're to the podcast. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Thanks a, for having me on. A million gems man. <laughs> you've <laughs> dropped you for so us much. today. Thank you. So Thank as we're wrapping up, have you got any final words? And also, if people want to keep up to date with yourself, with yeah. No Shore Group, how can they do so? Yeah, very available on Instagram. Um, so uh, No Shore Group, No Shore Real Estate. Um, also our website as well, noahshore.co.uk. Um, we've also got a YouTube page, Noah Shaw uh, group as well. And uh, we're on LinkedIn as well, Noah Laguda. We also have the Noah Shaw uh, real estate, Noah Shaw group pages on LinkedIn as well. And yeah, give me a ring, man. My phone number is always available. I'm on everywhere. I'm one of those kind of people that's always available for a call, you know, and always available to help, always available to mentor, always available to steward, you know, um, you know, comes at a price. <laughs> <laughs> nothing in life is free you know but um but i'm always available you know and um you know the last things that i would say is and i would say it again is you know no matter what you're going through keep going and i know how difficult it can be at times you know and we all face the same struggles but in different ways you know um but my advice to you is don't quit keep going because your turnaround is literally about to turn around all right great so thank you for coming to the You're podcast once pleasure. again really appreciate thank it thank you for having me on um, a million gems like i've said thank you and um yeah and that's that for now people so thank you for tuning in this is 1000 voices today we had noah laguda the founder and ceo of the noah show group and for now we're out thank you so much that was cool. brilliant that was really good thank that's you one thing